welcome to the Analysis Mason podcast. I'm Larry Goldman, Chief Analyst at Analysis Mason. Uh, and today uh, I'm speaking with Dr. Frank Chevalier, the co-head of technology consulting at Analysis Mason. Today we're talking about uh, hollow core fiber, a very interesting new uh, technology development has lots of implications for us. Uh, and this is about transport networks uh, uh, and so forth. So uh, Frank, uh, tell me, what are the new requirements for networks uh, for existing and emerging applications that may may have some implications for what we're talking about today? Hi, Larry. Yes, thank you. Um, so today we, we are seeing two two main trends. Really, the first one is there is a, a requirement for lower latency, uh, and that comes with all interactive new applications such as augmented reality, virtual reality and ultimately the metaverse, which is an, an example. Another example of low latency application is high frequency trading application where you get you know, your stock quote at regular intervals and having a, a very responsive system makes a big, a big difference. The other main trend really is what we've been seeing for quite a while now, which is mainly driven by video uh, requiring higher and higher definition and driving bandwidth uh, on the internet. So you need to accommodate uh, increasing bandwidth and we've seen it's well documented. Um, we've seen that depending on the country, that increase is between 20% and 30% year on year. So you need the core system to be able to cope with this. Okay, so we've had Lots of growth uh, in this, and it continues at a, at a very a strong pace here. And we've been supporting both of these requirements of, of bandwidth and um, latency uh, with their traditional uh, fiber uh, infrastructure. It's served us very well over the last couple of decades. So what are the limitations today uh, from fiber technology to accommodate these new requirements? Yes. So I think the, the first one is really intrinsically linked to the property of glass fiber that has been used in the past two decades. So silica, which is like glass, uh, is basically the material of, of fiber that we are using today and has what we call a refractive index of 1.5, which means that when lights travel through that fiberglass, it can only travel at two-thirds of the speed light and not at the full speed light, which limits somehow the responsiveness of the system. So that's the first kind of limitation. The second limitation is traditionally uh, glass fiber systems and transmission system in general around glass fiber have been designed to operate in a very narrow band. We call it the third transmission window for long-haul application which is a very small portion of the spectrum in the fiber, which is where the attenuation of the frequency is the lowest, and that's to enable the signal to travel as far as possible, of course. That property is basically uh, dictated by what is called Rayleigh scattering, and Rayleigh scattering is an intrinsic property of glass fiber. If you use something else than glass, then that property goes away, basically, and you can potentially transmit over a, you can have lower attenuation, transmit over a, a wider window and potentially increase your bandwidth. Okay, so 
we've seen uh, over the last couple of decades just this uh, continuous uh, improvement in uh, utilization of the of the glass fiber at all. But you're saying there really are some fundamental limitations of physics in, involved here, uh, and, and so forth. So, 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 what's the alternative, Frank? Yeah, so that's where we start talking about uh, hollow core fiber areas, as you introduced at the beginning of, 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 of this podcast. And I know hollow core fiber is quite simple in its concept. I'm not going to go into the, the, the physics of it, into the detail, but if you think of it as just a, a tube filled with air where light can travel. And that's really what hollow core fiber is. So it has two immediate advantages. The first advantage is that because the electromagnetic wave, the light, travels through air and not through glass anymore, it can travel virtually at the speed of light and not at two-thirds of the speed of light, like in traditional system. So that improves significantly the responsiveness of the system. And for example, you know, we're talking about the metaverse, it will improve interactivity. We're talking about high-frequency trading. It will also improve like how fast you can get the quote, you know, from the stock exchange, wherever you are. Um, and that's really the, uh, the first kind of immediate advantage and improved latency due to the fact that it can travel at the full speed of light. The second potential advantage is that because it's filled with air and not with glass, then that fundamental limit that we talked about, you know, really scattering is not there anymore which means that the attenuation profile in a holocore fiber is very different. Uh, being different, meaning that you can p- potentially uh, transmit over a, a much wider spectrum and therefore improving the overall bandwidth you transport in each fiber. And that's a fundamental difference. We are not quite there yet, as we'll see uh, later on, but uh, we expect that the manufacturing process we make it such that the attenuation in rural core fiber is significantly less than uh, in uh, traditional glass fiber. Okay. So hollow core fiber is this alternative, and, and it really has fundamental characteristics that dra- um, address both uh, this issue of latency as well as increased capacity. So it's a pretty new concept, Frank. What are, what, what's the stage of commercial de- uh, deployment of this hollow core fiber? So the, the stage of, 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 of deployment, so we are still at a very nascent stage, uh, really. Uh, so it's really the beginning of the technology. It's still being researched. Uh, in the paper, we point to two uh, commercial deployments, which are limited in distance, but still, you know, they are the first kind of deployments of their kind. The first one was done by U-Networks, and it was deployed between one of their data centers and the London Stock Exchange. And clearly, you know, the uh, uh, objective here was for high-frequency trading, i.e. to see, you know, the impact of holocore fiber on, uh, you know, high-frequency trading. And as I was saying before, to try and get the quotes, you know, earlier than in the traditional system to give traders uh, an advantage. Uh, and uh, the second uh, deployment, again limited, but uh, is Comcast. And it's quite interesting between, because the Comcast deployment is, first of all, 40 kilometers between, uh, in, uh, in Fidale, Fidale, 
Philadelphia in the US. Uh, 40 kilometers, which is the, the longest distance that the Holocore fiber has ever been deployed. As I said, the manufacturing process at the moment means that uh, the attenuation is still slightly higher than glass fiber, but we expect with these, you know, improving that it will be, uh, it will be lower and significantly lower. So that's, that's that. And Comcast is quite interesting because Comcast really uh, target, you know, residential customer. It's not like you networks with the uh, trading and business application. So really on the second one, the objective is really to provide a better quality of experience for um, Comcast customer, residential customer using virtual reality, augmented reality, and eventually the metaverse. So two different deployment but which both, you know, uh, take advantage of the low latency of Holocore fiber. We think that um, these limited deployments for latency, for low latency, will continue uh, until 2023, 2024, and so on. But we think that the main, the main scale deployment uh, uh, will be when the manufacturing process improve in such a way that Holocore fiber has a latency, as sorry, uh, an attenuation that is lower than fiber network, which means that you can use lower power transmitters. You can, so you can reach the same distance with a lower power, which is much more sustainable, which is a very, um, which is a topic which is right on the, on, on the, uh, <clears throat> on the priority of, of operators at the moment. And also, because it's lower uh, attenuation, you can use a much wider spectrum because overall the attenuation of all the wavelength will be lower. And therefore, you can unleash uh, a significant increase of bandwidth compared to existing fiber networks. And so when do you think that this uh, will be more widely used here? We're just in the early experimental stage. So when do you think it's going to be? Yeah, I think, I think. I think, uh, you know, it's still, I would say, in a trial period. Uh, I would expect, uh, the main take up, the main deployment, you know, when this manufacturing process improves, not to happen before the late 20s, early 30s, really. Okay, so we're at the very early stages uh, of this. It was very promising and, and, and somewhat revolutionary uh, in terms of, of looking at uh, introducing a new technology uh, into the telecom networks. So thanks for sharing that, Frank. Um, um, I'll re let our listeners know that uh, Frank has written a very interesting article, captures some of the points that he's making here, good for your reference, and the uh, link to that article is in the show notes. So thank you all uh, for joining us for the podcast today, and be sure to check back more for a future podcast from Analysis Mason. Mm -hmm.